It cannot be seen or touched. It is above all distinction, beyond thought, and ineffable. Hello and welcome to Nick's Nap for Neologisms episode 38, where we define and discuss the most amazing words in the English language. Last episode we covered egregious, indelible, and supplicate, and in this episode we're covering gregarious, ineffable, whimsical, and aberrant. Let's move on to our first word, which is gregarious. Now this guy was really outgoing, gregarious, cheerful, loved to tell stories. I mean, it was hard to get out of there. This person is usually very outgoing, very short attention span, really is gregarious, extrovert, and isn't always the best on details. And you need that kind of person because that person's guy or gal who's gonna go out there and get you business. system right now that I call the new groupthink, which holds that all creativity and all productivity comes from a very oddly gregarious place. G-R-E-G-A-R-I-O-U-S. I really want us to pay close attention to the way this word is spelled. G-R-E-G-A-R-I-O-U-S, gregarious. G-R-E-G-A-R-I-O-U-S. And it means fond of the company of others, sociable. So anyone who's super social is gregarious. But the reason that I want us to pay attention to the spelling of this word is because it just so happens that this word has the same word root as a word we covered last week, egregious. They both have the G-R-E-G in them, which if we remember, stands for flock. So the crazy part is, and I didn't, I didn't do this on purpose, it just happened, but gregarious really means standing inside the flock, whereas egregious means standing outside of the flock. So any animal that is gregarious is an animal that likes to be standing inside the flock, such as a cow, fish, sheep, etc. So it's kind of neat to see a word that means the opposite of a word we covered last week. Another weird thing is I have this friend, Greg, and he is the most gregarious person I've ever met. I could call him any time of the day, and no matter what he's doing, I was like, hey, Greg, like, let's just go out and get a drink. He would drop everything and come out with me and get a drink. And I used to work with him. And the crazy part is, he would socialize with anybody, even people he didn't really like. Like if they wanted to go out and hang out, he would go out and hang out with them. It didn't matter who they were. So we could say that Greg is really the epitome of gregariousness. Whereas myself, I'm kind of the opposite. I'm not a very gregarious person. I remember in high school, people had to like come into my room and pull me out of my room to get me to go out and socialize. What about you? Are you gregarious? I have a hunch, I could be wrong, but I have a hunch that a lot of my listeners probably aren't that gregarious. I feel like if you're sitting down with me right now or wherever you are and you're listening to this podcast, I have a feeling you tend to be more isolative and you tend to be more asocial. 
You like your own time. You like your free time. You often need time away from others to sort of rejuvenate and all that good stuff. But who knows? I could be wrong. Maybe you're extraordinarily gregarious. We called it the teleactor. We got a human, someone who's very outgoing and gregarious, and she was outfitted with a helmet, with various equipment, cameras and microphones, and then a backpack with wireless internet connection. And this is not surprising. We know some people are born shy and some are born gregarious. That's obvious. My father was the one everyone loved because he was so gregarious. They are gregarious animals, meaning they are social and fond of company, and have a strong herd instinct. Alright, so that's the word gregarious. Let's move on to our next word, which I absolutely love, and it is ineffable. Beauty. Well, if you think about air, of course, air is this ineffable thing that we all need, but none of us can touch. And beauty is kind of like that. I think we need to express ourselves through art because there's so much that's ineffable, incommunicable. I think that we need to express ourselves through art for the same reason that we need to cry. transcendence of time and space, the past and the future collapse into the present moment, and the, and the experiencers are said to be ineffable people. Among the first things they say on, on coming out of an experience like this is, I can't possibly put this experience into words. Ineffable. I-N-E-F-F-A-B-L-E. Ineffable. I-N-E-F-F-A-B-L-E. It's an adjective, and it means incapable of being expressed or described in words. Inexpressible. It can also mean something that's not to be spoken because of its sacredness, such as the ineffable name of a deity. Something that's unutterable is also ineffable. So really, I think when you usually hear the word ineffable, it really just means something that's indescribable. So maybe you just had a certain experience that was really overwhelming and you felt kind of taken aback by the experience. You didn't really know what to make of it. That would be an ineffable experience. Your mood might be described as ineffable at that moment. Or someone asks you to describe how you felt after something happened and you don't know what to say. It's indescribable. It's ineffable. We've all heard the phrase, words can't describe how I feel, and that's because the feeling itself is ineffable. And the reason I like ineffable is because I really think there's so much that is indescribable. I think human experience itself came long before language, right? I mean, long before language, long before we were talking to each other, we had human experiences that were largely ineffable because we really didn't have the words to describe what was happening, or words don't do justice to our experience. That's why I like the word ineffable. I think a large part of our existence is ineffable. So what do you guys think though? Do you think every experience we have is effable? 
I don't know if that's actually a word, or do you think it's ineffable? Do you think every experience we have can be categorized and described by words? I don't know. It's interesting. It's really interesting. Especially when you think about words being this human creation we use to describe things we're experiencing. But obviously the word itself is not the experience. And that's where that ineffability, in my opinion, comes into play. So ineffable, not to be spoken, something you can't express. It's unutterable. A spiritual experience is neither ineffable nor absurd. The term refers rather to a deeply sustaining interval of relief from the burdens and blindness of being us. I mean, I think it does happen in other sports, but there really is something it's ineffable, right? I mean, even what's going on now with baseball, and I, I will admit, like, I, I love probably the NFL and the NBA more now, but I cannot stop watching this playoff baseball. He has this ineffable sense of command. I had a teacher once who defined charm as the capacity to make others love you without their quite knowing why. cannot be seen or touched. It is above all distinction, beyond thought, and ineffable. All right, that's the word ineffable. Let's move on to our next word, which is whimsical. This is serious ambition. This is not just personal ambition. This is not whimsical ambition. This is family ambition. The, the qualities that, that I'm trying to support and give a voice to are those, you know, of strength and intelligence and, you know, sort of um, and a whimsical, eccentric notion of being spectacular, which, you know, can be different things for different girls. But my point is that the whole company is integrated extremely well. Uh, Apple is not is not whimsical, as its advertising might suggest, but extremely planned, extremely well organized. Things happen according to a timeline. So I'm sure by this point, if you've been listening to my podcast, you know that I'm going to say that I love this word because I really do. And I use it all the time. It's just a great word, whimsical. It means erratic and unpredictable whimsical, erratic, and unpredictable. It's an adjective. And to me, I love it because something that's whimsical is just sort of a breath of fresh air. I think we all need a little whim in our life. We need something that just sort of takes us away from our everyday routine and structure and allows us to follow our fanciful imagination. So you look at kids, right? Four or five years old, they're super whimsical. They just go out and play and they just follow their whims. And so to me, to follow a whim is just something that's very carefree. And when you're following your, your whim, you don't have a care in the world. You're just letting your mind take you wherever it may take you. And I'll say often, whimsical, I wouldn't say it has a negative or a positive connotation. It's sort of neutral. Sometimes you'll hear it used in a pejorative way, and other times you'll hear it used in a positive way. And when I think of whimsical, I think of a willow tree. And you can imagine the willow tree blowing and the wind 
and I think of whims and limbs of a tree, and I think of the limbs of the tree just following whatever fanciful idea they may have. And as the wind blows the limbs, they just go wherever they want to. So I think of willow trees as being very whimsical, and that's the way I remember the definition of whimsical. How about you? Where does whim play a role in your life? When was the last time you were whimsical? And do you even feel comfortable being whimsical? Or do you feel so bogged down by your own life and so worried about what others might be thinking that you're afraid to follow your whim? They're willing to kill any civilian if they find that useful or even convenient or even for fulfilling an almost whimsical desire, uh, they'll do it. And then I made a very whimsical decision uh, to go to New York for a few months um, during this year, because I was like, well, this is the last year before I get a full-time job. As for me as a magician, I'm not out here trying to be this whimsical, silly little magician trying to get you to believe that I can do the impossible. Business needs change. Market demographics change. What they said three months ago may not be still true. Not because they're whimsical, but because the market has changed. All right, so that's the word whimsical. Let's move on to our next word, which is aberrant. This is especially looking promising in the case of certain cancers which happen to be affected or turned on by aberrant epigenetic marks. Heart disease is the number one killer in the United States and in the industrialized world. But every drug that you take is subject to cause cardio, cardiovascular effects or, or aberrant cardiovascular effects. When I was a kid and first began to realize that I was gay, I was very troubled by it. It seemed aberrant, it seemed strange, it seemed contrary to the perfect and normal life that I had somehow imagined for myself. Aberrant, or aberrant, depending on how you want to pronounce it. A-B-E-R-R-A-N-T, aberrant. A-B-E-R-R-A-N-T, it's an adjective. And it means departing from the right, normal, or usual course, or deviating from the ordinary, usual, or normal type of thing. Or something that's even exceptional could be aberrant, but usually when I think of aberrant, I just keep it short and simple, and I think of abnormal. So anything that's aberrant is abnormal. And a clever way we can remember this is we can think about ants, right? A bear ant. And you, we all know that ab means moving away from something, right? You can abduct your arm, move it away from your body. You could abduct a child, which is to take the child away from their home. And then ab errant, you could think of ants that are making errors. So usually when you see ants, they're in a straight line following each other's trail, right? But maybe you imagine ants that are all scattered about and they're having very aberrant behavior, very abnormal behavior. They're doing something that's not normal for them. That's the way we can remember the definition of aberrant. And aberrant, of course, probably has more of a pejorative connotation, right? Usually if you're not doing something that's considered quote-unquote normal, it's probably bad. But you guys, where would we be today if it wasn't for those 
aberrant individuals who are willing to question social norms and do things that might be considered unconventional. Yeah, you follow me? I think maybe we could just take a little time right now to pay tribute to those aberrant individuals. Those individuals who, through their aberrance, have moved society along to a greater place, right? The people who weren't afraid to question the king and the queen, and the people who weren't afraid to stand up for themselves and say, hey, even though I might be doing something aberrant, I'm doing the right thing. A sane reaction to insane circumstances, not as an aberrant symptom of schizophrenia to be endured, but a complex, significant, and meaningful experience to be explored. This disease was characterized paradoxically by an aberrant immune activation, even though it was an immunodeficiency disease. All organizations exist to eliminate deviance. The reason we organize is to eliminate unexpected, aberrant, not normal behavior. Some of the time, an individual who has schizophrenia will be functioning absolutely normally. And then the brain departs from a normal function into an aberrant function, which is manifest in all of the signs and signals of schizophrenia. All right, you guys, enough of this tomfoolery. Let's go out on a little bit of a whim here and play a game. Gregarious means seeking and enjoying the company of others, with undue hurry and confusion, characteristic of an absolute ruler or absolute rule, habitually disposed to disobedience and opposition. Gregarious means seeking and enjoying the company of others. Fill in the blank. It's no use treating everything as if it were as mysterious and blank as God is supposed to be. It's no use treating everything as if it were as mysterious and gregarious, ineffable, whimsical, or aberrant as God is supposed to be. It's no use treating everything as if it were as mysterious and ineffable as God is supposed to be. Aberrant means bibulous, unnatural, herbivorous, or interpretive. Aberrant means unnatural. Ineffable means occurring in spells and often abruptly, characteristic of the present time, intended to entrap, or too sacred to be uttered. Ineffable means too sacred to be uttered. Fill in the blank. John's blank behavior is going to get him in a lot of trouble one of these days. John's Gregarious, ineffable, whimsical, or aberrant behavior is going to get him in a lot of trouble one of these days. John's aberrant behavior is going to get him in a lot of trouble one of these days. Whimsical means still in existence, determined by chance or impulse rather than by necessity, preceding all others in time, quick to understand. Whimsical means determined by chance or impulsive rather than by necessity. Gregarious means unmitigated, pivotal, inured, or social. Gregarious means social. Aberrant means wasteful of resources, markedly different from an expected norm, like or suggestive of fire, heat generating. Aberrant means markedly different from an accepted norm. Ineffable means inedible, indefinable, insecure, or infrequent. 
ineffable means indefinable. Whimsical means apprehensive, premier, impulsive, or extent. Whimsical means impulsive. Fill in the blank. He had to admit that it was a blank decision not based on any clear logic or need. He had to admit it was a gregarious, ineffable, whimsical, or aberrant decision not based on any clear logic or need. He had to admit it was a whimsical decision. All right, so that wraps it up for episode 38 of Nick's Knack for Neologisms. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I want to give a quick shout out to Projects Only for leaving me a review on iTunes. This listener said, awesome. I feel like I'm learning so many new words. I've been using GRE flashcards for a month now, but it's been so difficult to remember and learn. This podcast has made a huge difference. I love that it's three words an episode and the host does an amazing job explaining the words and putting them in context. Thanks so much for the review. If you guys haven't already, please leave me a review on iTunes and we will see you on episode 39. Bye-bye.